At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Thursday morning, September 8th, 2022. It is the Beating the Book podcast. Megabod, week number one of the National Football League season. It's Gil Alexander. Year number 12 of the Megapod. By the way, guessing lines going into its 13th season starting on Monday. This is legitimately shocking to me. I actually checked this. I was like, how long have I been doing this? 12 years for the Megapod. Couldn't be happier. Um, And first and foremost, appreciate all the listeners throughout the years. You have made this podcast so enjoyable, so awesome, and the numbers are out of control. So really appreciate that. And this year, the two staples of the show, you may recognize him from from his mom's cork attic somewhere in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 90 pounds lighter than he was when we last saw him on the Megapod. Todd Wishnab. How you doing, Toddy? How you doing, Gilly? I'm good. Can you tell everybody 90 pounds in 130 days? You're in a bet with Steve Fezzik? Yes? You want to go through all that? Well, real quick, if you could do it. You don't have to like give me the long version, the Tolstoy version of it. Just give us the, the nuts and bolts of it. <laughs> okay. Well, basically, uh, on uh, April 30th, I was 305, 304.6. Yeah. On the twelfth uh, day, I made a bet. At, I was already down to two eighty nine at that point. I made a bet with uh, Steve Fezzik, who was two twenty seven, sixty two pounds lighter than me. That between May eleventh of this this year twenty two and May eleventh of twenty three, I could weigh less than him. And obviously, by sixty two pounds down, I deserve some odds. So I have three to one odds, three thousand to win nine thousand, that I can weigh less than him sometime between May eleventh of this year and May eleventh of next year. The only caveat is if we both get to one. 180. It is a push as long as he stays below 185. If I'm still, uh, you know, beneath him, so uh, that's what the bet was. And uh, right now, currently, uh, I weigh 215, and he weighs 298. I am only 17 behind after being 62 behind. He weighs 198. Uh, you weigh 215. You said 298. So 198, 215. Yes. So you're a freight train. There's no way you're getting to 180. There's no way you're going to pass him. He realizes this, right? 
I, I don't know if he realized that I tell him I'm the Wisconsin Badger offense. I got four yards of carry in the first half, and then you're going to tire. Your defensive line will tire, Steve, and gash runs will ensue. And I will be the winner. All right, Todd wished everybody, also the uh, the star, I think we all can agree, of Showtime's docuseries action available in your neighborhood if you have Showtime. Jeff Parl steps in uh, for the Megapods 12th season as well. Jeff Parlay, those of you who uh, listen to a numbers game all these years may know him as producer number five and producer number eight. He actually hosts a couple shows on the weekends as well at VEASAN and is now hosting the Megapod with all of us. Parlay! How you doing, man? Oh, I'm great. It's great. It's great to be here. It's great to see the cork attic in person yet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've actually it, been in the cork. Attic. I, I have, yes, yeah. I, one, one, one time, and then I uh, got my behind handed to me in tennis by yeah. Wishnev. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good at tennis. Not bad. Yeah, not, not bad. Not a bad tennis player. He's like ten feet tall at the net. Yeah. Um, okay, so so of course the staple of the Megapod is that we have a rotating guest every week, someone who's kind enough, who uh, is insightful enough in the NFL to join us each and every Thursday morning. Batting first this year, uh, it is Drew Dinsick from both the Deep Dive podcast and the Bet the Edge podcast at NBC Sports. Deep Dive he does with Andy Molitor and NBC Sports Bet the Edge. He's doing that again for us. Is this your second season doing that, Drew? Second season on NBC? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Drew Dinsick, everybody, at whale underscore capper. How you doing, man? Gil, thank you as always for having me. Congratulations on 12 years doing this uh, podcasting since before it was cool. Um, (laughs) That's right. Yeah, didn't recognize Todd. Todd's looking great. Uh, 180 seems aggressive and be safe there, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but keep, keep it up, keep it up, man. Uh, and, uh, yeah, of course. Great to see Jeff as always as well. Uh, and Gil, have we made, is, is, first of all, is Jeff responsible now for the record keeping and have, have oh, we audited his record keeping abilities? Great question. Todd, oh Todd, are, are you still the record keeper? Are you still the, uh, the record keeper I, of this I, podcast? I thought so. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, okay. Todd's, okay. Todd's responsible. Todd, for it. Todd's got to do it. First of all, let me just Got say it. this, Todd. Yeah. What's with the subdued, Todd? Like I know I said, you know, like What? What is this? Like, are you on? Are you on some kind of drug? What's happening to you? You okay? I, I've been rushing. I've been rushing around all morning. Okay. I played two hours of tennis. Right. I, I won four six six two six two. Then I had to run home. I had to get ready. I had to get all my picks together. I had to get everything <laughs> going. So I'm a little tired, Gil, but I'm go. ready to rumble. Okay. So here's the deal. So this is week one, obviously. Hey, Drew, do you play tennis? Uh, yes, but not well. Oh, okay. Well, because Inter- Gil only got Gil only got thirty three points against me in seven sets. Interruption number one from Todd Wishnev. Mark it down. Okay. I'm sorry. I told, I'm, I'm sorry. I told tennis. you to pipe up. Yes, play tennis with him. I want to see what that what that results in. So here is because it's week one. Here's what's going to happen moving forward week two. We're obviously going to have, we're going to look back at the previous week. So that will include our in-game moment of the week. That will include our bonehead, what do we call them, the dumbbell segment of the week, right? From a coach who does something stupid. We'll do all that. Um, but as far as week one is concerned, it will uh, sort of adhere to the normal format, which begins with, and we can't cite our records because we didn't have any picks from last week, obviously. There was no last week. We begin with, again, the format of this show, three best bets, sides or totals, pre-flop. That's how that starts. We also have a uh, thoughts on the Thursday night game that precedes that, so we'll start there momentarily. Teaser of the week, two-team six-point teaser of the week, and then uh, a survivor pick if you have one, and the final two questions, Big favorite, most likely to lose outright. Game you want no part of. Yes, did I make a mistake already? No, you're, you're oh. good. You're good. Oh, I'm just ready to rumble, Gil. Let's ready to rumble. So let's talk about uh, Thursday here. Thursday night football. Bills at Rams. Drew, we start with you. You are the guest after all. Bills two and a half point favorites. 
You said something. You were, by the way, this is double duty for Drew today. He was on a numbers game this morning. You have a betting strategy for this game. Oh, yeah. This is an in-play uh, because, I, you know, there are a couple of clear game states that I think can break here. We could see a potential, uh, you know, a little bit of a chess match early. Um, I'm expecting the Buffalo Bills defense to have the advantage over the Rams offense through the first quarter because of the pass rush. Uh, and at that point, uh, if the Rams defense has kept the Bills under wraps and this is a low scoring game, uh, then I think that, you know, lends itself to, you know, a game state that continues to play to an under and, uh, you know, potentially a Rams upset. Um, if the uh, Buffalo Bills get out to a strong lead, uh, let's say they're up 14-3 or something like that in the first half, um, then I think the game state plays to a, a clear in-play over uh, and or uh, you know, even you know, Bill's team total over is a team that does not take their foot off the gas if, uh, you know, if their second, third, fourth options are finding success against the, the, you know, kind of the weaker parts of the Rams secondary, then I think this could really turn into a track meet. So uh, I think uh, I'm expecting to be a, a little bit of a, a slower start to this game. I like the first half under. Um, but uh, depending on how the Buffalo Bills offense looks against the Rams defense, I think that opens up one of two betting opportunities in play. I like it. So pre-flop under first half, if that sort of trends down low, then jump in on an over in-game. And what was the other, what was the second uh, in-game? Yes, so basically I'm counting on McVay being able to come up with the, the correct adjustments to take advantage of what is a sort of a one, pit, a single pitch uh, Buffalo Bills defense so that ultimately the Rams would come away with a victory if they can uh, keep the Bills offense under wraps through the first, you know, early, the early stages of this one. So uh, looking for a Rams live money line at plus money if it's like a 6-3 okay. type of a game through a quarter. Uh, and then uh, alternatively would look for an over uh, if the Bills get out to a decent lead. Dodd, any thoughts on tonight's game? I have the Rams in a teaser uh, plus eight and a half as part of some of my tease action. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's a lot of points at home for Rams, you know, for Rams to be getting so many points. I mean, also, like, I mean, the Rams did win the Super Bowl. I mean, they're not exactly garbage, are they? I mean, two and a half for the best. What would this equate to? So so we're saying basically if the Bills were at home, the Bills would be eight and a half point favorites. I mean, that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Three each way. No. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, if they're two and a half, <laughs> if they're two and a half on the road, Drew, they'd be eight I, and a half no. at home. Why not? What did I do wrong? No, no. You, you, what? What? So, Todd, yeah, Todd so is applying I, I think, the three point thing. Yeah. Okay, so let's say that. Yeah, let's so say the the point was two. Let's say it's two, and now you know you, it's two each way. Okay, so now even so, it's it's six and a half. I still think. You know, it's that's kind of inflated, isn't it? I mean, I know there's all this Bills hype, but it just feels like too many points to me. I don't know. What do you want to say, Drew? You want to chime in? Well, yeah. So markets basically, you know, it, it gets it gets messy all around three, right? Because the win probability. But markets is basically saying right now, Bills fifty eight percent is sort of your big free money, your big free uh, win probability. Uh, if you want to, you know, home field advantage is about eight percent win probability added. So if you want to take it from um, uh, you know, LA and put it in Buffalo, then, you know, add 8% to 58. You're at what? No, 16. add 16, add 16, add 16. You have to go to one way. You got to go one way and then back the other way, just like 70, with the points. So 74% takes you to about six. Um, I think okay, realistically great. though, there's not 8% built into the Rams here just because it's a week one 
game, the travel from Buffalo to LA would matter way more in say week 13 than it does in week one. Um, so there's probably only about three to 5% win probability here built in for the Rams for the home field. So I think realistically, if this were, uh, you know, a, a week f- you know, middle of the season game, you'd probably see this closer to a pick them. Uh, and I think realistically, if you flipped in the middle of the season, flipped, uh, you know, to the location in Buffalo, you'd see probably about a four and a half point spread. Jeffrey 52, by the way, the total here Rams in a teaser for sure. Yeah. Get them through the key numbers. You're getting over eight. That seems pretty damn good to me. The one thing I'm looking for in this game that everyone has seemingly forgotten because the last thing we saw with Buffalo was Josh Allen being superhuman in the, in the last two minutes. And really that whole game at Arrowhead and then the week before they didn't punt against New England. Everyone seemingly has forgotten that he has a new offensive coordinator and a new play caller this year. Ken Dorsey, now the OC and the play caller. Of course, Dable now the head coach of the New York Giants. I'm curious to see against a defense that has only the best defensive player in the world in Aaron Donald up front, and a great corner in Jalen Ramsey, who should at least be able to slow down Stephon Diggs a little bit. Does Buffalo, like Todd said, with all this preseason hype, probably the rightful favorite to win the Super Bowl going into the year, do they come out flat in this first game with all this hype on a Thursday night in a single window on the road flying cross-country? That's the one thing that I'm looking forward. I'm kind of with Drew. If this is a, a a close game and I'm getting a plus money line price on the Rams early in the first half, I'll probably dabble on that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting point about the offensive coordinator, Brian Dable out now. We had Matt Bookalter from Plus EV Analytics here on set earlier in the week, and again, or a couple weeks ago, last week actually, tell us, you know, take this for what it's worth. But one of the things that he was sort of studying was, and this is, I've never heard this really done before, was when you go back and look at teams in the NFL, he did a quarterback study, uh, rookie quarterbacks, second-year quarterbacks, and those those results sort of probably followed what you thought. But one of the interesting things he said is, like, when you have a new coordinator and a new head coach and an old coordinator and an old head coach, those NFL teams with that continuity do very well. He did a very sort of intricate study on this. But when when the head coach and the coordinator, one is old and one is new in either direction, it really is amazing how that doesn't work out necessarily. So we'll see. Um, it's an interesting thing to just sort of file away. I have the Rams in a teaser leg. That's all I'm willing to do so far. Um, I have way too many teaser legs. Just let me just <laughs> say this. So when we get to teaser legs, I, I'm going to have to decide which are the two best ultimately. All right. Uh, let us do our best bets. We'll rotate these. We'll do these around the horn style. And Drew, we start with you. Your first best bet of week one. So first bet for me, I'm going to go with the Falcons. I'm going to take the points. Um, the, uh, what is the consent or what is the, uh, we're using consensus, right? Consensus, at least three places. Five yeah. and a half, right? Five and a half. Okay. Five yeah. and a half. So yeah. I'll take the Falcons plus the five and a half here. This is, um, yeah, this is a pretty decent, uh, you know, decent amount of activity pushing this number from three and a half up to five and a half from the open over the course of the summer. Um, but I'm not exactly sure what you saw with Atlanta that has you any cooler on them than, you know, where they came out of the draft. Uh, realistically, uh, Marcus Mariota looks like he fits with what Art Smith wants to do. Uh, he's a guy that can extend drives with his legs. He's, uh, he, you know, the Atlanta season long, if you're cool on Atlanta first from a season long standpoint, I completely understand that because I don't think Mariota is going to give you 17 starts. He's a you know fragile player, um, but he's healthy now uh, and he has a healthy set of weapons to work with. Even albeit young, I'm expecting Drake London to go. Uh, Kyle Pitts is a 
awesome, awesome mismatch in favor of Atlanta against the New York, I mean, excuse me, a New Orleans secondary that has, number one, moved on from an important piece in uh, C.J. Gardner, and number two, um, you know, lo- loses Marcus Williams and replaces them with a couple of guys who were great run fitters, but not great in coverage. So I think Atlanta is going to be able to score some points in this one, put a little pressure on New Orleans, uh, and, um, you know, I think if you're getting outside of a field goal in division, week one, healthy squad, uh, give me the Falcons. Yeah, I, I, we talked about this a little bit on a numbers game this morning. I am a bit of a Marcus Mariota guy. I don't I don't necessarily understand why people Me too, Gilly. Him. Me too. Yeah. All right, Todd, what do you like? And and what and by the way, you forgot one other thing. When it's third and six at the thirty-four yard line, the plus thirty-four, <laughs> and Matt, Matty Ice gets this snap behind, you know, in the shotgun, then takes the sack and pushes you out of field goal range. Mariota probably won't do that. That might be good for you if you have a football team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Todd, he might throw an interception instead, and you get no points anyway. Oh. Fair enough. I just don't that Matty Ice guy, you know, uh, Gilly's namesake, Gilly Ice. Uh, I just don't like him. So Mariota, you know, I, I like when we get these quarterbacks that like people are down on, even though, you know, they've had some success. All right, Todd, what's your first? My first pick is going to be the Pittsburgh Stars oh, under the 44 and a half. I would like to go under in this Pittsburgh game against the Bengals, Pitt Cincy under 44 and a half. And the reason being is Yen's got to know we can't run the ball. We can't block anybody. Everybody <laughs> hates Roethlisberger. It was all his fault. Najee Harris made more spectacular two yard runs than any running back in the history of the game. And uh, let's be real honest here. We can't move the football. <laughs> and guess who our quarterback is? That bear guy, that Trubisky. I was done having a mill downtown last week, and that Trubisky looks, he don't look like a quarterback to me. So I think Pittsburgh is going to struggle to score the football. They scored 10 points in two games against Cincy last year. If they struggle to score the football, I don't know how we're going over 44 and a half. Uh, Pittsburgh, of course, is a defensive-oriented team. It's going to have to be defense this year. It's going to have to be smoke and mirrors. It's going to have to be 17-16 type games with Tomlin. So I think that's what what, what Yins are going to have to do to keep this thing close. I'm going down under. <laughs> Forty-four and a half in that. My favorite, my favorite word of the Yinzer moment is, is "dan dan." Well, why can't they? Why can't they say that word? What's the problem well, with that? Sometimes, sometimes people go dan dan. Sometimes they go celebrity. Sometimes shady side. You know, squirrel hole. All the different places. <laughs> so great. What is the origin of that accent, by the way? Can we have one moment of origin here? We won't the rest of the year. But what is that from? I be- I believe it's it's Pittsburgh has comes from like the Welsh in Scotland or something. There was a lot of Scottish people, and that's how they got that, you know, and Washington, PA. Have you ever been to Washington, D.C. in that? Yeah, we have a lot of Washingtons. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that's true. All right. Jeffrey Parlay, everybody. I thought we were going to get one pick into the season and Wishnev was going to steal my pick. I thought we were going to get, I thought it was going to be the new record for the show, Gil. But thankfully, Todd went with the total. Yes. Because my first pick is the Pittsburgh Steelers yes. plus the six and a half yes. against the Cincinnati Bengals for uh, for a few reasons. Number one, it's Mike Tomlin as an underdog. I'm, I'm not going to pass that up right away. Number two, let's look at this from Cincinnati's perspective real quick. You have a an improved offensive line, a very much improved offensive line. But they barely have played together because of injuries in the preseason. And Burrow obviously didn't play at all because of the appendectomy. 
I'm curious to see right out of the gate against an elite pass rush, assuming Watt is ready to go fully healthy, are they able to get the continuity to block Pittsburgh's front, which we know is by far their best thing that they have on that roster? We saw last year in Kansas City, they reworked their offensive line, and they were a mess for six, seven weeks before they figured it out and turned into the Chiefs of old. I think Trubisky's a big improvement over Roethlisberger. I know Trubisky. Stop. He is. Stop. Come on, Todd. Yeah. Roethlisberger was a corpse last year. He couldn't was. move. He was. Trubisky, yeah. at least with look, that. Look, I'm Todd, not Todd, a guy Todd, 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 let me finish the point. The, Trubisky can move. Roethlisberger is slower than you when you were 310 pounds, Todd. And that's low. So, I, I, I was I think, world. By the way, I was world number one tennis player over three hundred pound division. Tennis. Yes, I do agree. I do agree with Todd on that. But I, I think Pittsburgh's going to play play him close in this game. And also, too, Cincinnati has not been in the position of having the target on their back going into a season in God knows how long. I'm curious to see if they handle it well. I don't think they will this week. I won't be shocked that Pittsburgh wins outright. Now, how are we handling this? Because that's my number three, same exact pick. So I, I don't need to. We don't need to like so belabor that point. That's my number three. I also am taking the points with the Bengals. I, I won't. Uh, the Steelers. Uh, excuse me, with the Steelers. I I really believe when we look back, and I don't think enough was made of this. Because I was a big Tennessee Titans guy, obviously, last year, and they got the number one seed, and then they couldn't make it happen even with nine sacks against Joe Burrow. But I really do believe that the that was a magic carpet ride for the Bengals last year in the postseason. And I, I think that sort of gets lost in all of this. So opening, giving six and a half against a division rival, I'm with Jeff on Trubisky, Todd. He, he, forget about your, your heyday with Ben Roethlisberger. But the production you got out of Ben Roethlisberger in his final year was horrible. Let's not make. Let's not act like this is not an improvement. It is. I well, I agree. It was horrible, but I think a lot was the offensive line, which is just atrocious. And I okay, we'll see. All right. And again, I don't big, believe Trubisky is the answer. I really don't. Todd, Todd, the biggest difference though, and and again, Trubisky probably is not the answer. That's why they drafted Kenny Pickett, obviously. He's not but, the answer, but, but at least, but at least, <laughs> but at least for early in the season behind an offensive line, which sucks. There's no arguing that Trubisky at least will be able to avoid the sacks where Ben was just plopping okay. around in the backfield and then falling on his face after three seconds. If Yen's guys are right, there's going to be a lot of people eating nachos happy in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest accent ever. Uh, all right, so my number one, let me just step in with my number one. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune 
in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Is the Cleveland Browns. I am taking them on the money line, but, uh, you know, yeah, money line. I get that they're getting, what are they getting, one and a half now? One and a half? Yeah. I think one and a half. All right, well, we're doing, are we doing, we're just doing spreads, right? We're not doing money lines, is that not allowed? Let me do the money line, because that's what I bet. How many years have you been doing this show? This is my 12th. It's a point spread, thank you. Gilly plus one and a half. You're taking your one and a half. Okay, but just to let you know, just full disclosure, I actually bet the money line on this. Okay, Um, mazel tov. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) I'm on the Browns because I I believe it was the great Drew Dinsick. If only he were here to corroborate this. I believe it was the great (laughs) Drew Dinsick who said, yes, it isn't Deshaun Watson, 11-game suspension. We're getting Jacoby Brissett. But players 2 through 53 match up about as well with players 253 on any other team. Was that a direct Drew Dinsick quote, Drew? Something along those lines, okay. and even more than that, uh, there's a lot of people out there making this the case that Baker Mayfield wants revenge against the Browns. Oh, oh yes. How about there's, the opposite? About, yeah, about fifty, about fifty-three players on that Brown, fifty-two players on that Browns roster that would like a little revenge against Baker Mayfield yes. because they had a team that was built to compete for a playoff spot, if not uh, an AFC Championship last year, and Baker Mayfield was the singular reason they did not realize their expectations. Uh, and so the idea that you know that that's not something on the minds of a lot of those Browns in that locker room, I think is real. Uh, and you know, if there's one problem with Baker Mayfield in general, he's a one read quarterback and he's now going up against a secondary that has a really decent yes. young core. Yes. Uh, and if they can't, if they can't give, uh, you know, if they can't give Baker Mayfield look, you know, you know, if they can't give him a little bit of trouble with this first read and turn him into the guy that we remember from last season, where he's scrambling around in the pocket, trying to make, you know, trying to force a play, trying to make something happen. Uh, you know, and creating the key turnover, then I'll be surprised. Well, I just, I just think this is also one of these. Let's and let's get to the quarterbacks. Exactly what you said. The perception of Baker Mayfield is a some. See if you agree with me. A somewhat just below average quarterback who has the potential to have good games, but he hasn't really improved that much in the NFL. But he's somewhat just below average, I guess. Consensus. Whereas Jacoby Brissett, again, we were talking about this with Mariota earlier. I mentioned on a numbers game this morning. For some reason, when you say Kirk Cousins, people snicker. When you say Ryan Fitzpatrick, I get it, no longer in the league. But people used to snicker. Jacoby Brissett, I'm probably higher on him than most. Like, there was a year, the year that he replaced Andrew Luck. Jacoby Brissett led that team to leads in like 12 games in the fourth quarter. So the perception of him has really deteriorated over time. I get it. He hasn't quite been that 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 uh, good since then. But just looking at the quarterbacks here, I like Jacoby Brissett over Baker Mayfield. Like, I don't understand why this game is lined how it is. So Cleveland is my number one play of the week. Love the Browns here. Gilly, I like the Brissett talk too. I, Brissett's a great defense, a guy who's not going to look. He, he struggled in Miami, but Miami's offensive line is horrible. Everyone struggles in Miami behind center. Jacoby Brissett's a great guy for if you have a good defense. He's not going to throw the ball away. He's not going to turn it over. 
And he's the exact opposite of Baker Mayfield, who can turn the ball over 14 times in, in one quarter. So I, I agree with you. I, I like the Browns in this in this spot, too. I like it when you corroborate my picks, Todd, when you jump aboard. I really enjoy it. <laughs> no problem. I do. No problem. I really do. Gil, you're going to know, know how your pick does based off of how many passes Jacoby Brissett throws. The fewer, the better. It, the, if he throws less than 20, Browns probably won by three touchdowns. Yeah. If he throws over 20, t- coin flip game, anything over 25, probably in trouble. Yeah, I would say over 30. You're probably, I, yeah. I understand where you're going with that. Drew, number two. No, wait, can we do snake style so this oh, is fair? Okay. Oh, yeah, my God. Fair. The guy with the snake style. Here we go. Changing the format oh of the podcast God. midway through. No, we're not changing it. We're not changing it. Well, we, should, we should have always done, we did snake style a lot. Hold on. But if, it, if it's snake, doesn't that mean that I go now with my number two pick? That's the way it should be. Okay, so this will be my last pick then, since you already know my number three. But wait a second, though, Todd. Just uh, we we can repeat picks. It's not like we can't repeat picks. Okay, fine. Just fine. Do it however you want to do it. Fine. So upset upset already. All right. Since I since I already gave my number three, though, let's make an exception to that. Since I already gave one in, let's start with you, Todd. Then you. No, wait. With Jeff. Jeff goes second here. Number two from Jeff. All right. Here we go. You ready? <clears throat> I gotta, I gotta get my throat ready. Gotta get my throat ready for this. <laughs> so dramatic. J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. What, what are you doing? I, I am, I am a sucker for punishment here, Gil, mm-hmm. because it is Joe Flacco. Wait, what's the line? First of all, what's the line? I, I was, I, I think it's seven. Even though we got a lot of juice on Baltimore right now, the line is doop doop doop. I think it's got to be seven. It's a lot of seven, seven. one twenty, but that doesn't make it. We're difference. going seven. Yeah, it's I, seven. I, seven. Yeah. So, yeah. so look, I, I, I gotten for punishment myself here. Obviously, a Jet fan. Joe Flacco gets to start Week One, but Joe Flacco better than a compromise. Zach Wilson, not even a doubt there. Uh, by the way, Zach Wilson out four weeks now. More than likely, yeah. more than likely, will miss that whole AFC North stretch. Maybe comes back for Pittsburgh, but that seems. It seems like a pretty ugly landing spot, potentially. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt your flow yes. here, but Ian Rappaport says it feels like a benching to him. Do you agree with that? I'm, I, not, I'm not willing to go that far. I wasn't either. No. I didn't think so either. No, I, I think they are just, because they know that they need to know what Zach Wilson is by the end of this year, that they can't screw around by bringing him back too soon, so he re-injures himself or is compromised for a whole season. So I have no problem. The Jets aren't making the playoffs anyway. So you're just trying to evaluate what you have. I'm okay with him waiting at least a month. But back to this game. Joe Flacco against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't want to go, oh, he wants to get revenge on the Ravens because that's stupid. But Baltimore on the road. <laughs> You'd never with say that. Baltimore on the road with their offensive. With, with again, Staley, Staley missed the whole season last year. Uh, uh, Stanley missed all season left tackle last year. It's a reworked offensive line. You have a rookie center as well. A Linderbaum out of Iowa, of course, now that rookie center. I'm curious to see how Baltimore is able to function with an offensive line that, again, is going to be learning itself against regular competition. I don't look at the preseason much. Harbaugh's team always covers except for that final game. But you're going to give me a whole seven at home Jets can play this game with a touchdown, or they can lose by 37. Right. So we'll take the seven with the Jets at home against Baltimore's pick number two. You sprinkling a little on the money line or no? I don't think they'll win the game because if that game is close, the the Jets will find a way to lose. All right. By the way, I I attributed that quote to Ian Rappaport. It was actually Greg Rosenthal who said it feels like a uh, bench. Yeah, I'm not buying that. Yeah. Todd, number two. 
Before I do my number two, I just want to say uh, I played under team total uh, Pittsburgh under 19 and a half. We don't do team totals, but it was part of my first pick is the fact that I don't think Pittsburgh's going to score. So just, just, you know, mark that down. It doesn't right. matter, but right. okay. Anyways, cool. my cool second pick. pick, my second pick is going to be, it's going to be an under festival folks this week. It's going to be an under festival and it's going to be the under 48 and a half in the Detroit lions against the Philadelphia Eagles. I want to go under 48 and a half Detroit Philly. Uh, it seems to me that everyone loves the Philly offensive. I mean, offensive and defensive lines. Uh, they're pretty stout uh, on their defensive line as well. Uh, Detroit did not really impress me on offense last year. Uh, it was, you know, there were some flashes with Goff, but if you remember the Eagle game last year, they only scored six points. It was, it was, the game was destined to go under until it got out of control late. I believe the final was 44, six, but it really wasn't a 44, six game. There were some turnovers late. It was, it was headed for 31, six territory, uh, last year. And the lions really couldn't move the ball. It seems to me there was a lot of lions games that were like that Steeler lions game where the lions just slogged with runs and played good defense defense and hung around and hung around and hung around like in the Baltimore game where they lost on the ridiculous kick and everything. But it seemed to me there was a lot of Detroit, not great on offense, but let's hold it together on defense. And that's what kind of this feels like to me. They'll be at home that maybe they can stop uh, Hertz from doing a lot. And it's not like Hertz is, is he that great? You know, I don't think he's that great. So why can't this game be, you know, I don't know, 23, 13 or something? I want to go under 48 and a half. Where are we getting up into these high 40s in a Detroit Lion game? Can under I, 48 and a half. Can I, Thank you. Can I ax you a question? And once again, sure, uh, ax, it, ax I, it up. I, I would like to ax a question. Once again, Drew Densick uh, brought this up. The great Drew Densick brought this up on a numbers game this morning. So before the preseason started, right? Because you said it's going to be an underfest for you. Before the preseason started, the NFL said out loud, we're emphasizing illegal contact penalties, right? And so week one of the preseason, there was like 36, like, <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous, right? 36 yeah. were thrown all last regular season, and they threw a bunch of them in, in week one of the preseason. So the question to you becomes, Mr. Underfest, do you think this is just like sort of this lab that the NFL use in the preseason, and once the regular season starts, this will all go away, or does that worry you about an Underfest? Well, I think that's in the in the numbers. I mean, some of these numbers are pretty high to, this week to me. So I, I feel like it's, you know, the bookmakers read the news too about the uh, illegal contact. So I, I I feel like they've they've kind of, uh, you know, would the Jets Ravens be forty four and a half if it wasn't for what you just said? Would uh, would uh, New England uh, Miami be forty six and a half if it wasn't for what you just said? So to me, I don't know. I feel like these are inflated. Look, if you're right, I'm going to go down in flames hard. So we'll okay. see. All right. Well, just thought I'd bring it up. Drew, what's number two from you? Drew, what's on your shirt there, by the way? Oh, uh, this is uh, the Bora Bora Yacht Club. Oh, you don't course. recognize this? <laughs> the Bora Bora yeah. Yacht Club. <laughs> All <laughs> NFL fans are part of the Bora Bora Yacht Club. And that always comes up. Whenever oh. I'm talking to NFL fans, they go, oh, been in Bora Bora? Of course! Yeah, yeah. Todd asked earlier if I play tennis. I'm an aquatic sports kind of a guy. You can count uh. either 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 wet if it's if it's water based or even or snow or frozen water based. Uh, you can count me very interested. So. Unrelatable. Uh, That's what you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh 
have a good I time. I think he's one of them um, coastal elites, Gil. He's like a coastal <laughs> elite. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> no idea what Dodge is that. Well, I, I, well, that accent was not charged. even the answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was guilty a yin, That was my yinzer. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was that was more a, a mishmash. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but Todd, Todd's <laughs> accent was so bizarre. True, even more true, than the intro there. I'm mean, a coastal elite too, Drew. That's I didn't mean to give you. I didn't give you any crap, Drew. I'm guilty as charged. We should, we should all <laughs> I'm not gonna, I, I, I wear yeah. it. Um, the uh, yeah, a couple couple of solid solid looks there. I'm opposite Todd, but at, on the other side of a key number of 47 in that uh, Eagles Lions game. Uh, I do think though, Todd, and you give this some consideration. Um, there is a correlation between the Eagles covering that four and that game going under. Um, cause certainly if you, if you believe that the major issue is the uh, Lions offense, not finding any kind of, uh, breathing room against the Eagles defense, then, uh, you know, then four all of a sudden looks a little low. Um, I, I would say, uh, uh, in general, uh, I agreed also with, uh, some of the spirit of, uh, Jeff's jets pick, but I'm going to go in a different direction on that game and take the under 44 and a half. Uh, I think that, uh, um, so is this your pick? This is your second this is pick, my pick number two. Pick number two for okay. me, under 44 and a half in uh, Jets Ravens. Um, I think that in general, I again, the, the idea that this was a benching for Zach Wilson seems crazy to me. I, I'm going to have to reevaluate the brain trust there if they are already at the point in their evaluation process I with agree. Zach Wilson that they've yeah. benched him. Um, that can cut either way. Like, wow, they are very, very, you know, like they're not going to be caught with their pants down and start a guy for too long. And, you know, but at the same time, if you've already ready to cut bait with a guy you drafted last year, um, you know, you're putting yourself in serious jeopardy of getting fired because that's a kind of a, you know, a, a key mistake. All that said, Joe Flacco, not an inspiring, you know, guy to take a team out there against a Ravens defense. That's at full strength. Effectively. I know the pass rush isn't all that impressive in this Ravens squad, although their young players have shown some pop in the preseason and surely. Um, but you know, the, the angle that I especially love in this one is that I think that this Ravens offense is broadly overrated, uh, market currently putting them sort of among the elite, expecting Lamar Jackson to elevate what is otherwise a relatively, um, unimpressive cast from both the offensive line standpoint, the wide receiver room, even the running back room, a lot of questions about this Ravens offense besides the man Lamar Jackson. Um, and if this is just a two man show between Lamar and, uh, you know, and, and Andrews, then and, you know, Jets defense has a couple answers for that. You know, they've had a lot of time to scheme and prepare. I think that they're going to force Lamar to try to get it done with his, you know, his his options where there's a lot of unfamiliarity. Um, and I don't see this being like a runaway, you know, blowout win here for the Ravens. So a, a closely contested, ugly-ish game uh, where the, ultimately I think the, the Ravens could cover and are the right side. Uh, but the total is a about three and a half points too high. I make this game 41. Um, currently the biggest mismatch on the board for me in the total market. Uh, and uh, happy to put that under in pocket as pick number two. There you go. Um, I like that point about the Ravens offense. You don't hear it uh, often enough. Yeah, we'll see what that ends up looking like here early in the season. Uh, we're snaking, Drew, so you get number three. Okay, I'll go with the. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What's your, so oh, oh, because you already have your third pick, Gilly. Is that why you're doing that? Well, no. I'm, I mean, I'll do my second pick, which is in the middle, but I'll be the end because we're snaking. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. You no made problem. the you made the rule up, Todd. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I like a lot of 
I like a lot of the board still. Most of my numbers are gone. Uh, one that I think still has value is another under, and it is the Sunday night football under between Tampa Bay and the Dallas Cowboys. You guys have, at least Gil, I know, have already heard me sort of break down why I think this is a fair play. Um, but, you know, to, even with Brady showing back up for camp, um, there is still unfamiliarity with him and the cast of characters he has to work with this year. Uh, I am, you know, there, there's still ambiguity about the availability of Godwin, but if you read between the lines on his own comments, it sounds like he is going to ease into this season and may not be available for a full, you know, full complement of, uh, of, of snaps, if at all. Um, and I think that that in general lends this to be the type of game where Tampa Bay is, you know, implored to dink and dunk to, uh, avoid some of the interior pressure that Dallas is going to be able to create. Um, and I think you're going to see just in general, a little bit of an uneven performance from both offenses, Tampa Bay's, uh, defense. I have rated in the top five of the NFL and I have them matching up exceptionally well against this version of the Dallas offense, Tampa Bay versus Dallas last year on opening day, you had a Dallas offense that had three bona fide wide receivers out there on the field. That is what you need to be able to compact com- to combat the aggressive defensive stylings of one Todd Bowles. Uh, Tampa Bay leaves their cornerbacks on islands and says, hey, we are going to be aggressive. We are going to come at you from from you know multiple directions with the pass rush, uh, and we are going to count on our quarterback, you know, cornerbacks to do their jobs. And if you have three weapons in the passing game, then that could spell trouble. But Dallas just currently has CeeDee Lamb and a bunch of guys who are trying to find roles for on this team, trying to, you know, kind of secure jobs. Uh, and I think you can shade a little bit of help with Antoine Winfield onto CeeDee Lamb, double him at times if needed. Uh, Uh, And I think this Tampa Bay defense is going to stone the run and they are going to be in Dak Prescott's face all day long. Dallas, in my opinion, struggles to get to 21 points here and Tampa Bay with, uh, you know, the issues that they're dealing with interior offensive line replacement players uh, and skill position players who have had all sorts of soft tissue injuries and recovering from ACLs every which way. Oh, by the way, Gronk, Tom, Tom, uh, number one safety blanket Gronkowski, no longer on this team, zero chemistry with his existing tight end. Uh, So I think you're going to see a ton of targets to Lenny Fournette here. I think you're going to see a, a, a Tampa Bay offense that doesn't look anywhere close to what people are currently projecting by the market price. Uh, and, and they may get there over the balance of 2022. I may be a guy with the Tampa Bay Super Bowl ticket at some point this season, wow. but it is surely not right now. No, no way. No, how uh, we will uh, keep, uh, you know, put a pin, put a pin in this and uh, let uh, some of this chaos ensue as Tampa Bay's first four games to me look likely to be an extended preseason for the Bucks. I think we're. I think we may see a lot of extended preseason play from a lot of these teams. Um, I agree that, with that. That really is the interesting thing about going from four preseason games to three preseason games. Isn't sort of like lessening by one game. It's that the uniformity went away. Right with four, we could expect all starters are playing in game three. Everybody's going to rest game four. When it got down to three, everybody played it differently. It's like ah, we don't even want to play it at all, or we'll play them in week one and then never again. Ah, oh, we'll play them in week two. So it's it's a little bit of an extended preseason, and that makes an already difficult sport to handicap pre-flop even that much more in the first month, in my opinion. By the way, Todd Bowles, Super Bowl champion, defensive coordinator of the Bucks, And Todd, when was he ever else the Super Bowl champion? Do you remember? Let me guess. It has something to do with the Washington football team. 1987, Doug Williams. There you go. Um, (laughs) by the way how come you didn't how come you didn't ask drew about he has two unders out of his three picks how come you didn't ask him about illegal contact is he not concerned about that in board i already asked you about it that's why i i've i've i think i have bet seven overs (laughs) but the numbers (laughs) the numbers 
the the numbers uh, are are long gone, uh, so I wouldn't okay. advocate them at these prices. Yes, and please, and I'm sending this to Las Vegas Chris, who's who's listening right now. I'm sure. Uh, please don't complain that the numbers are gone. It's week one. Of course, they're gone in many cases. So this won't happen week after week. Um, I, do have, I do have seven overs in my pocket. Seven overs. <laughs> That's not a staple of Drew's betting career, but he's got seven overs in his pocket. Dad, what do you got last here? What's next? My next pick is going to be an under again. As I said, I'm going a lot under this week, and I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos under the 44 and a half. Uh, I see it's got inflated a bit here, up to 44 and a half. Uh, As far as I know, if Geno Smith is your quarterback, (laughs) handoffs are likely to ensue. Uh, Pete Carroll will do that guy, with any quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pete Carroll will do that with any quarterback. It seems pretty clear that he wants to protect Geno from playing quarterback, which is pretty much the only strategy you would want to have if Geno Smith is your quarterback, which is make sure he doesn't make a mistake as quarterback. So let's dink it. Let's dunk it. Let's hand off on third and six. Let's punt the ball and play defense. Now, I'm not saying Seattle has a defense, but Denver Broncos or have a new quarterback, Russell Wilson. Look, if Russell Wilson goes off, I might be in trouble. But last time I looked, the Broncos were pretty good on defense last year. So, you know, there's no reason to think that they can't hold Seattle down with their little stupid running game that they're going to do. I I just think, I mean, I just think it's, it's, Seattle's going to be a team that's going to want to shorten the game. And I don't see why Denver doesn't want to go with them on the shortness of the game. Granted, if Russell Wilson is really the 180-degree turn from the abysmal, moribund Denver quarterback play that we've seen over the last couple years, then you might have to throw out this pick. But I'm going to go under 44-and-a-half and just hope for a Pete Carroll grinded-out 23-17-type ball game. Listen, excellent use of moribund, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Gino, Gino Smith, my favorite uh, scouting report ever when he came out of West Virginia by one scout. Slow eyes. I love that. Slow eyes. And slow feet. He's not exactly uh, stout of, uh, you know, quick in, in the pocket either. Is fleet he's, of foot what you were looking for there, Todd? Yeah, that's, out of your mouth? that's what I meant. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. like a, he's like a poor man's Jacoby Brissett who isn't, you know, it's like you don't want to be a poor man's already a grinder type guy. So, yeah, I, I don't I'm not a Geno Smith fan. Okay. Parlay, everybody. Toddy, what number are you giving me on Houston? The Houston Texans look like they're, I don't know. I see a lot of sevens. What do you think, Gilly? Seven is consensus. All right. Well, I bet eight. That's gone. I'll still give it as as my third at seven then. A few things here. Jeff with the poo-poo pie. I know. I got a bullload of crap this week. (laughs) I got six and a half. I got... Two of the four worst teams in the league, probably when it's all said and done, and Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, but we have a, a, a. This is a weird one for me because Indianapolis has is going to win the AFC South when it's all said and done because someone has to win the AFC South. Oh, they'll win it. And the Titans. We've all discussed how much we don't like the Titans going into this year, but it's the first game. Don't sleep with, on Vrabel. He's a good coach, but that roster is just especially after the Landry injury, that, that roster is a total shell of what it was a year ago now. Drew, what's your line? Sneaky tank? Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. sneaky yeah, so. sneaky tank. Especially, yeah. like Drew mentioned on a numbers game, I want to say about three weeks ago, that stretch in the middle of the season for Tennessee is brutal. 
And we could end up seeing Malik Willis when it's all said and done. But back to Indy and Houston here real quick. Matt Ryan's first game as a non-Atlanta Falcon in a new system. I expect him by the middle of the season to play pretty well, be better than Carson Wentz, but I think there'll be some growing pains early in the season. Uh, Darius, now Shaq Leonard, was battling injury the whole preseason. He is back. I'm curious to see how he looks. But more importantly on the Houston side, you have a massive upgraded head coach from 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 Coley to Lovey. I know Lovey, people like to make fun of Lovey. His Illinois tenure was was goofy to say the least. But goofy. But, that's one word. But but but, but, goofy. but but Lovey Smith is an NFL head coach. Like he's a Brown League average, probably, maybe slightly below. But David Coley was probably coach number 31 last year in the NFL. I think Houston's gonna be ready to play, even with the lack of talent on the defensive side of the ball. And despite what uh, despite what some uh, analytics sites had on Davis Mills, I thought Davis Mills by the end of the season was a pretty average starting quarterback. I think Houston could stay within the touchdown here, make Indy sweat, or who the hell knows? Maybe we have another week one where Indy loses on the road as a big favorite and screws up surviving oh, pools. Boy, oh boy. I don't have a problem with your pick, Jeffrey, but Davis Mills was never an average he was, NFL By the end of last year, Todd, Davis Mills uh, was the second best rookie quarterback here. by the numbers. Now, I'm not saying he will be the second rookie. No, it's a big, big, big uh, difference. But I'm not saying he'll be the second best of the second year guys this year because I expect jumps from Fields, Lawrence, and Wilson if he ever gets on the damn field. But I think Davis Mills can can have a pretty good statistical season on a 5-12 and Houston Texan team. I hate Davis Mills. He's horrendous. You two should fight. (laughs) Over Davis Mills. I'm not against against Jeff's pick. I just... Davis Mills, police. No, police. Hey, listen, this is, this is the thing about the NFL. I said, I said sort of, you know, Jeff is, has the poo-poo platter. We all know from betting the NFL, you getting all those points every week, you may just end up better than what I got here. My a number- lot of teams are going to end up 8-9 and nine against yes. the spread. Remember yes, that. 100%. A lot of teams are going to be 8-9 and nine against the spread, and that includes duty-ish teams like the Houston Texans. Yeah, Thank as you. opposed to dumbass me, who's about to take the Minnesota Vikings with my number two yes. pick. Um, so I have Vikings, Vikings on, plus one and a half. Yeah. I have them on the money line. Um, but yeah, I'll take the one and a half. Uh, listen, this is, I have not been one of these guys that has been like, this is the year for the Vikings. This is the year for the Vikings. No, no, wait, this is the year for the Vikings. But guess what guys, this is the year for the Vikings. <laughs> this is oh, it. God. God um, help us. I, I listen, I just, I really do believe that now with Kevin O'Connell there, you hear what Justin Jefferson is saying in the off season, like, Oh, I get how Cooper Cup. I like I could never figure out why Cooper Cup was this open every single thing. I am going. And I'm paraphrasing. I am going to fucking kill everybody. That was my paraphrase. Whoa, so, whoa, so that's. The, I really believe that Kirk Cousins is going to have the season of his life, and that uh, and that is even worse. Oh my god! <laughs> so much Yiddish. So little time. So th- that's the thing. I think, and this is saying something because he had some big years in D.C. Remember with Jordan Reed and, and Deshaun Jackson. I think that this is their year, and I think this is this is a huge game out of the shoot, obviously, for obvious NFC North implications. On the other hand, like one of the things that the guys like Aaron Schatz will tell you, who's been a, kind enough to be a, a guest on this podcast and on a numbers game for so many years, who runs Football Outsiders, when an elite receiver leaves a team and goes to another, the impact is more on the team he leaves than the team he joins. So a lot of people are like, oh, Tyreek Hill is going to the Dolphins. Oh, Devontae Adams is going with the Raiders. Really what the numbers tell you is that when those guys leave, the impact is more negative 
on the team they're leaving. So, so Devontae Adams leaving Green Bay, I mean, this is a question. I get it. Aaron Rodgers, straight to the Hall of Fame. Great, great, great. But you're going to have to show me that you can adjust to the absence of a guy who, like literally you guys had telepathic communication. Devontae Adams was on a string with Aaron Rodgers last year. Now you're going to come in with Christian Watson. I guess he's, he's talking him up. I get it. He'll probably be good. Um, and then you have the, the potpourri of whatever the hell at wide receiver, right? So I, I don't buy it, game one. Now, I, I could be coming back here next week and be like, Aaron Rodgers proved me wrong. That's totally possible. But I'm taking the Vikings here. A slight dog at home? Give me that. I think this is the year the Vikings win the NFC North. Gilly, do you have any concerns? Now, I don't have a problem with your pick. Like I said, even with with Jeff's pick, I said I don't have a problem with his pick. But do you have that? You know, I hate betting on the Vikings just because when I really need something from oh, Kirk Cousins, and totally. I get that pit totally. pit in my stomach feeling at the last drive, and I'm like, oh no, I have Kirk Cousins to do this 100%. for me. I want to kill myself. Yes. So, do you feel bad about that? Yes. That was the <laughs> that was the question. I thought this was leading to something much more insightful. Yes. So, do you feel bad about that? Yes, because if you cut to like, even as I'm saying this, right, it sounds great to me in theory, but if you cut to a shot of me with four minutes left in the fourth <laughs> quarter on Sunday, I'm going to be in pure hell. There's no question about it. So yes, the answer is yes. Well, well when you're inevitably <laughs> stuck in the Philip Rivers zone, yeah. when you're down four oh, with no oh, timeouts, oh, uh, and, 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 and yeah. 100 seconds left. Uh, get, get, oh, get, oh, Jeff, Phil Rivers will get it inside the five-yard line and get a couple pass interferences and get it to the goal line, but he won't get it in. Yeah, no, they'll yeah. get stuffed at the three-yard line yeah. on a random yeah. run play for no yeah. apparent reason. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing on Minnesota real quick, I, I just want to bring up, because by the end of last year, that coaching staff was so stuck basically in the Jurassic yes, era. Yes. I'm just curious where, how quick is the pop of Kevin O'Connell bringing them into the 21st century? How quick is that going to come? Is it going to come right out of the shooting week one? If it does, I agree with you. I think they'll win the game outright. Or is this going to come after a few weeks? That's the biggest thing I'm looking at with Minnesota this year is just the future, the bringing into the present that this coaching yeah. staff will likely do. The tricky thing about week one is you you don't have anything to go on, and so I am I am absolutely reading into what Justin Jefferson is talking about. Drew, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I think next year is the year for the Vikings. Oh. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if if, if, we, if we're all wrong and you're right, you get to group text us the you like that tweet from Kirk Cousins all season long. Yeah. So you know you, this is a win win for you, really. That's right. um, no, the the. Uh, I, I like it, it is it, to Jeff's point, obvious, easy, eat low hanging fruit. You want a long term season pr- prediction. Vikings offense is going to look a lot better this year. Yes. Mike Zimmer is no longer there. Like yeah. hey, low hanging fruit. You're going to look smart at the end of this season. Um, I like this to look is smart, a bad. Drew. I like to this look is, smart. This, <laughs> this is a, this is a bad matchup for them. The green Bay defense, the way they're rostered, the way Joe Barry runs his defense is does it's, it's almost the perfect kind of uh, kryptonite for what they want to do. Um, I say that because I saw the green Bay defense do it to the Rams. So many times I've lost count. Um, and it, it, so, so just in terms of when we're going to see it, maybe next week against the Eagles, Monday night football, like that might be a fun game to, to buy low on the Vikings. If they don't get it done against the Packers. The other thing that spooks me about this game, why I didn't play the Vikings, even though your case is strong, 
the Packers have an elite rushing attack. And while that matters very little over the balance of, are you going to win a championship in my mind? It matters against the Vikings defense that looks to me to be very soft against the run. Um, so there's a possibility that Aaron Rodgers doesn't really have to do much in this game and they can kind of eke out like a 13, 10 kind of win. All right. Um, listen, I hate so, by the way, can we also, can we eye, also yeah. say we're going to know so much more yes. about the national For football sure. league on Sunday night at 11 PM Eastern than we do right now. So we can all, we can, well, I'm not saying we're going to have the rest of the season figured out, but, but we're, we, you know, these game one games, we're really going into a black box and a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's be, let's, uh, let's everybody just relax. You know, we got to watch a game or two. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm sorry, there's a Rihanna video on in the studio, and I'm a little distracted. Okay, sorry, Mm -hmm. sorry. Um, yet, Drew, first of all, I don't like my pick very much, and you made me feel worse about it, so thank you. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. don't feel yeah. worse about no, it. But Todd's, no, but Todd's point is correct. A, it's that, that, game's, that game's a coin flip by my, by my numbers, I, and I, the only reason I didn't play it is, as I mentioned, like there's a couple matchups that, I, that spooked me. Okay, so we've all given our best bets. By the way, we're doing this from the South Point Hotel Casino on the tip of the strip. You like doing it from here better than the D? I do. We don't have to. I don't have to drive. It, it, it's it's much safer for you yes. because the chances of you a potentially having a fatal car crash are zero when you're already here for a numbers game, and then you get to stick around. Here. Young Young Gill would NASCAR it up the freeway at 90 miles per hour to get to the D on time. So I don't have to worry about. By that. the way, a pro tip, a little pro tip: pro if you're tip. at the South Point, do not get the pizza at the deli. Go upstairs <laughs> to the bowling alley and get the pizza up there. It is an upgrade of literally 300 percent. Wow! And, and, and not only pro that, and not only that, but another pro tip for, with with Toddy real quick. 
the popcorn at the bowling alley, the best value coming. in the entire yes. the, building. The, the, the popcorn at the at the bowling alley cannot be beaten. You get that big bucket. Oh, it's fantastic. Now, granted, I haven't eaten any of those foods in 130 days. But if I get low enough after the bet, I will reinstitute cheat day, Dude, and I will be back. This is a real pro. This is an enhanced pro plus plus tip. Do the guys behind the glass, they get one bucket of popcorn and then keep refilling it? Free? That, that, so that's uh, that's the old uh, Tri- Triv McKenzie uh, oh. trick that was that was able to be utilized at the movie theater pre-pandemic. Oh, I don't think you can do that anymore. Ah, pre-pandemic pro tip. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> Thought I was giving something. Okay, uh, our past posting again. Past posting. <laughs> it's my thing. Past posting, Mister Past Post over here. Uh, okay, uh, want to do teaser first? Let's do teaser. Favorite two leg. Six-point teaser of the week. Drew. Uh, easy, easy, easy call in Minnesota, especially because I think that total is too high. Um, taking them past seven, past three, past seven uh, is a must play. Um, and I'm going to take uh, the Dallas Cowboys as well. So I'm going to do two dogs, two dogs at home, taking them out both past three, past seven. Yeah, those are two of my teaser legs, but I'm not going to use that. Todd. Todd wish I have... I have the Rams plus eight and a half, and I actually bet the Cleveland plus eight and a half too, but right now it's only seven and a half, but I'll take Cleveland seven and a half as my second pick. Uh, I liked uh, a lot of what you said about Cleveland, and I agreed with it uh, about just the overall roster strength. And I, I can't stand Baker Mayfield. He just makes me puke when I watch those commercials. So give me Cleveland <laughs> plus seven and a half and Rams plus eight and a half. Oh, uh, man. Jeffrey? I was really trying to find a teaser that wasn't Stanford Wong to aggravate people right out of the gate, oh, but, I, awesome. but I but I but I couldn't couldn't do it. There's so many of those, there, by the way, aggravating teaser legs yeah. like the Colts, the Niners, the Ravens. There's it, tons of those. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go traditional here. We'll we'll, we'll put push the Rams to eight and a half tonight. And then we'll push the Dallas Cowboys also to eight and a half as well. Yeah. So I have again. I have so many of these. I've got, you know, the Rams and the Cowboys and the Vikings and the Browns. I think in the end, the two I will pick are the Browns and the Vikings. Browns and Vikings for mine. So Cleveland, seven and a half, and, and Vikes, eight and a half. I mean, seven and a half, too. Mm-hmm. Was, the, Gilly. was the Browns a half a point? Is that what it is now? Yes. Yeah, no, no. They're one, and, they're, one and a, they're one and a half, one and the half. Browns. I'm sorry, one and a half. Pardon so me. they go to seven and a half, and the Vikes are one and a half, and they go to seven and when, a half. When the NFL, when the first NFL lines came out over the summer, every human being on earth was like, Vikings teaser like, <laughs> And that yeah. has not changed. That it's has not changed. Crowded trade. <clears throat> yeah. All right, Survivor pick. Is everybody, Drew, are you playing Survivor? Yeah, of course. Oh, are you in Circus Survivor this year? I uh, didn't play Circa because oh, okay. the uh, the Christmas and Thanksgiving rules are uh, uh, a night. They're a nightmare. Problematic <laughs> this, this year, especially. Yeah, problematic. Uh, and actually, have you done any kind of like season long mapping yet? No, I don't believe in that before the season starts. I believe okay. in surviving for several weeks and then doing it. Have you looked at four first four weeks mapping? No. Weeks weeks three and four are already going to be a nightmare. I think this week's a nightmare. <laughs> this week, I think this nightmare. week's a nightmare. This, this week is a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We start yeah. with you, Drew. What do you want? Survivor. What are you playing? I got to do Colts. It's not the highest EV on the you board. You know, Davis Mills is one of the great go. quarterbacks of our time. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest of all time with a long neck, Toddy. <laughs> By the way, the, the neck is impressive. The neck is impressive. Jeff, you know I'm going to make you, oh, I'm make you miserable when he throws Toddy, more picks. Toddy, Toddy, you, you, I, I said the same thing. Drew was actually guest on this show on primetime action where I nearly 
gave Matt Brown a stroke for saying that Davis Mills wasn't a bottom five starter in the league. Oh, wow. So I, I, join the I, think, club. That's, I think that's fair. I mean, there are some, there are some there, garbage yeah. quarterbacks. He might, he might be outside um, of the bottom five. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that said, uh, it was also kind of, oh, it didn't call it out at the time, but Jeff using uh, Lovey Smith as your reason to back the, uh, <laughs> the Texas week one. Is, well, you, you didn't want Drew. You didn't want to call out me. Call, Drew, you didn't. You, Drew, you didn't want me to. Didn't want to call me out saying that his tenure in Illinois was only goofy. So, I think that was the, the sillier thing in there. That's one word. Goofy. <laughs> yeah, we're all thinking the same thing at the time. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey. Wait, no. Who's who's next? I'm sorry. Who did, did, Todd, did Todd, Todd make his Todd, pick? Todd, Todd didn't make his yet. So Colts I, for I, Drew. I, I just started looking at the survivor stuff, and it's 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 really upsetting me already. It's, yeah. This is ridiculously hard already. So let's just pray to Hashem that he gave me so many bad beats through the years that he can give me some some winner in Survivor. You know what? Look, I know you're gonna all laugh at me. I'll take the Bengals. I just don't mm. believe in Trubisky. What are you doing? And, uh, what are you doing? You're so I'm bad. You're a, so bad protein, at this already. It's a protein drink. You're it's so a protein drink. I'm, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Wow. But listen, if I have Hashem with me, I can win anything. <laughs> For those who are uh, new to the podcast, Hashem uh, literally in Hebrew translates to the name, which is what Orthodox Jews apparently refer to God as, and Todd comes from that stock. How was that for a description? Good? And he, and that guy, even though he doesn't exist, but if let's pretend he did exist, he loves to dish out bad beats to me. Thank yes. you. His whole purpose is to dish out Wishnet bad beats. Jeffrey, survivor. Oh, I'll be ready to vomit about midway through this game because of this, but I don't like taking road teams week one. Yeah. So the list of home teams is a disaster. So it's I'm going to take the take uh, take the Tennessee Titans. So I'm taking and, and really, yeah. really not like myself when that game is yeah. seven six midway through the second so, quarter. So here's the thing: I have multiple survivor entries in Circa, but the Titans will be the will absolutely be on at least one of them. That's that much. Is it possible that Survivor will be over after this week? Because no, I don't see no, no, but it, no, but it is possible that your pick of the Bengals will be done for you. Yes, well, Gil. What Gil? What do you think the the uh, percentage? of peop- entries that will get knocked out this week will be. Well, it, it, that's the thing. Like, right. that's the thing about Survivor. It, you know, the, usually the the rate of attrition on these is pretty high week to week. I mean, obviously some weeks are bigger than others, but if you average them out, it's way more significant than people would guess. Right. So, I mean, it's pretty common for 50% to get knocked out the first week. That is like not oh, an anomaly. God. You know? I agree with you. Yeah. By the way, I'm not 100% going with the Bengals because, like I said, I haven't yeah. looked at it enough yet. Yeah. I'm just saying right off the top of my head, I may switch that. Well, I, I, the Gil, top of your head is dumb. Go ahead. <laughs> Gil, so, I was, Gil, I was yeah. going to make the over-under percentage of 49 and a half. That's what I was thinking yeah. for week one. Yeah. Especially with this brutal week. Because usually the first week, obviously, the NFL is hard enough as it is. But the first week, we know, we know as little as we'll ever know. And so, yeah. I mean, it happens all I the think, time. Uh, Go I ahead, think Drew. fair price for for eliminations is probably twenty nine and a half percent. Twenty nine and a half percent. So Drew goes way yeah. under my number. Oh. Yeah, I'm a goal. I mean, I, yeah. he's going to be on favorites. Everybody's going to be on favorites, so the chances are less than fifty. I would think. Well, right? is, isn't what Drew said? Yeah. Isn't that what Fezzik said? That it's yeah. very. That's that's the number, right? The the number that Drew's given is actually based in is based in um, the average that, yeah, of attrition every yeah. week to week to week to week. And what I'm saying is I'm not disputing that number of 70%, but what I'm saying is that week one tends to ride higher than that, if that makes sense. Okay. 
Yeah. All, all, all it takes is either Indianapolis or Baltimore losing, and that number is going over the 29%. Oh, yeah. What could well, possibly as, and, go and, wrong? And, and, I'm seeing. Well, and Gilly, if you look so at far, all the lines, this is not this is not a, a week where you've got a lot of easy correct. winners, correct. survivors. Yeah. So, so that kind of speaks to your yeah. being below the 70. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drew, it's, what are you saying? It's spread out pretty good. I'm only seeing 18 percent so far on Baltimore, 17 percent so far on Indy. Hmm. Where's Tennessee? Um, Where's Tennessee on there? They're third, 14 percent. Surprised yeah. they're that high. I'm. I'm not, actually not. I thought they'd be number one, but I guess not. Because, again, people are more, I guess I'm not surprised, because people are more concerned with surviving than they are winning. And, again, that's where it's misnamed, right? So it's like survival. That the, I'll use my buddy Tommy in D.C. Tommy, who's, I love Tommy. He's my oldest best friend. But Tommy doesn't exactly learn anything betting-wise and, and survivor-wise or anything. So his whole thing is, I just want to live through this. So I want to take Baltimore <laughs> Indy, right? The first week just so Survive I in advance, yeah. yeah, he feels comfortable with that knowing that he he's most likely in his opinion to survive. Uh, okay. Joe Flacco looking deep. Yeah. Touchdown, Jets. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Oh my, my point is we know nothing. So that shouldn't yeah, make yeah, you more yeah. comfortable. All right. Cincinnati uh, Cincinnati spooked me by the way, Todd, just because there's no other pick week 3 in my opinion, besides Cincinnati. So you're kind of putting yourself up against the wall yeah, well, early. Yeah. No, uh, that's, why, that's why I said I haven't looked at it enough yet. I just That's the one thing I didn't really prepare properly for. Too much too much future value with Cincinnati use in week one, I think. Yeah. Drew, Drew, you're not concerned that Mike White will reappear from the shadows and beat him again? Mike White. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Although, that, what a story that would be. Because it could be the Mike White show by then. Who knows if Flacco's still around week three. So, Drew, I might have lied. I might have peaked at week three and, and also <laughs> had that when I was telling Todd he was a stupid person for taking Cincinnati. Well, I, uh, <laughs> one second. Take my, my pick with a grain of salt. It's the one thing I did no research on, so that's why mm-hmm. I want to reserve. You know, I didn't look at the oh. other weeks yet or anything. So, oh. it's, you know, it's, scrap everything that I said. Yeah. I'll be, I'm willing to take the dumbbell uh, moniker for what I said. Thank you. As always, I think, excellent, yeah, I think excellent show Tennessee prep. Is, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think what I, you, you guys know, pick I, Tennessee is the right optimal game theory, but it's still like, we'll get to why I'm not there in a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, which, be, which means we should go to the final two questions, I guess. That's what we do. <laughs> Uh, let me guess what Drew's way, going with this one. Thing. I have a Bears lean. I like the Bears a little bit this yeah. week. I, I'm not a, I'm not a Trey wow. Lance. Uh, don't give me that Trey Lance garbage. Stop it. We don't know anything about Trey Lance, though, right? We don't know if I he know sucks. one thing. What do you he know? He stinks. Oh, <laughs> yes. How do you know that? You don't know. I saw him play. I don't like him at all. <laughs> well, Go ahead. Excellent reasoning. All right. Uh, yeah. The big favorite most likely to lose outright. Hmm. Wonder where Drew's going with this one. Um, this is... Uh, here, are, here are all your. Oh, hold on one second. Now I lost my screen. Right then, I lost my screen. Oh, please. Do to do to do. I think yeah. it's going to be the Tennessee Titans going down to destroy uh, Gilly yeah, in well, Survivor. Well, that's, we already know that that's what Drew's is. But here, here, here are your choices. <laughs> now, usually we do these at six and a half points or greater. So your choices are for the team most likely, big favorite most likely to lose outright. San Francisco seven point favorites on the road against Chicago. Pittsburgh, excuse me, Cincinnati, six and a half point favorites at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore, seven point favorites on the road against the Jets. 
Indianapolis, seven-point favorites on the road against the Houston Texans. Hall of Famer Davis Mills. Ooh, I really can't use Tennessee, though, at five and a half, can I? I mean, we can, we can like, fudge uh, and put I can come up with the New York Giants six-and-a-half ticket if you need to see one. Uh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Kansas City would be the other one in that group. Six-point favorites on the oh, road against Arizona. Oh, and Denver, Denver. six-and-a-half on Monday night at Seattle, of course. And then, okay, mm-hmm. Tennessee's five-and-a-half. If you want to play that game, sure. <laughs> Drew, Tennessee, yes? Yeah, I, I think that's where you got to go here. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's it's not, it's like, this isn't even really anything bullish about the the Giants. I mean, that press conference with their GM the other day was like, yeah, it, 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 you know, that that's like, hey, it's the end of the season. Everybody's getting fired kind of a vibe. That was awful. Uh, and yeah, and so you know, not feeling great, but at the same time, this wide receiver room for Tennessee is a disaster. Uh, I don't think they can exploit the weaknesses on the Giants' defense, and I think you know the Mike Vrabel kind of conceptual framework for all running offenses. We got to get Derrick Henry up to thirty carries. I think the Giants have a de- decent run defense uh, to try to kind of limit the damage there. And then you know, if Danny Jones uh, has time in the pocket because you only have to account for Jeffrey Simmons now, then you know, what, who, who's to say he can't? get them to, you know, 17, 20 points, which is probably what it's going to take to win this game. Dad. I want to go out to the Windy City where Trey Lance throws three picks, two of them return for touchdowns, and somehow, someway, Justin Fields to Cole Komet in the last 30 seconds, and the Bears pull the crazy upset over the Niners. Mark that down as the Niners, court stenographer, since you are the court stenographer. That was excellent. Oh, we don't usually mark that. We don't usually yep. mark down our. Uh, oh, well, our we should. Biggest what to go. Okay, so then I'll do it. By the way, so Drew's is wait. So Drew's going to go with the Giants to beat uh, Tennessee. Giants. So, so just put just put Tennessee down again. It's the team, the the favorite that's most likely to lose outright. So just put down Tennessee, and yours is San Francisco. By the way, as you were going through that whole scenario, that he throws three picks, two pick sixes, and then. <laughs> And then Justin, they need a touchdown late to fields, win the game. Fields to Cole Komet. I was like, oh, this could totally happen. <laughs> I was like, that sounds right? reasonable to me. Why? Yeah. By the way, because what's an upset? An upset is usually built on the turnover margin, of right? Course. In the NFL, everything is about turnover margin. And who better to give us turnovers than an unwashed, unscrubbed Trey Lance? I'm not a believer. Why you got to talk about his hygiene, though? So that is I the meant, that is yeah, the thing I about mean, Trey, Trey Lance, good looking guy. I don't know, yeah, your, I don't know what your problem is. I know. I meant I meant his unscrubbed uh, quarterback play. I don't. Oh, I'm sure his hygiene oh, is fantastic. Oh, oh, thanks, I'm sure he has great hygiene. Thanks for I'm talking about his, he has a very unhygienic quarterback play. Thanks for clearing that up. Um, yeah, the uh, box score. Every we should just say this again. If you had access to a box score, which we don't, but if you had. NFL box scores, turnovers. If you only know one stat, that's all you need to know, right? You'll get 90% of your games probably probably good. 90 might be high, but you get the idea. And the NBA, three-point percentage. Just, just tell me who's hitting threes and who's not. There it is. There's By the way, can I also just say nine games early, four games late? Does the NFL oh, ever I just know. stop wanting to torture us? And well, now next year, you're not going to believe this. No more eight-box direct TV, Gilly. This is the last year for the eight-box direct TV. Guess what we're getting? Streaming? Oh, I know. That's going to kill me on in-game. Not, not, I want to go crazy. Yeah, that that is a horrific development for in-game. It really is. And I, I don't listen. I, I might just stop betting. In, I might just put the NFL in the garbage. This is ridiculous. It is. By the way, here in Vegas, we are like thirty seconds behind live play. 
on on Cox well, cable. On dire- are you talking about on, dr- on, on cable. Cox cable? On cable. Oh my gosh! Right. Yeah. So like, imagine Directv, right? Imagine satellite, then streaming now. Oh my god! Um, it's a Stop disaster. It. It's a disaster. Does Roger Goodell know we bet on this? Is he aware of that? I mean, well, what is wrong with these people? If you can't give us the game within six seconds of when it's happening live, get out of here. By the way, I have no problem with the uh, 9-4, the 8-4, whatever it is this weekend, because there's a little something Drew and I like to call the U.S. Open men's final in the afternoon What's as that? well. What's Surprise that? you're still awake, actually, after having to be up till 1 in the morning Pacific time with uh, the Alcaraz match. Can, can we just talk about that for a second? <laughs> Second longest match in U.S. Open history. Latest match in U.S. Open history. And Carlitos Alcaraz survives a match point and down a break in the fifth set. Epic. We had Brad Gilbert on this morning on a numbers game. One of the greatest, he said, the single greatest match of 2022 for sure. One of I the agree. greatest of all time. Well, actually, that's a that's a that's quite a statement considering 2022 included Nadal coming back down 0-2 in the final of the Aussie to oh, Medvedev. Oh, true that. That was that yes. was that was um, like like that goes on his Hall of Fame. Yes. That goes on what his Hall of Fame. Bill, what about the Bills like, losing last night before Alcaraz? What about oh the Bills, <laughs> Jesse Pagula, the Bills? I was like, what are you talking about? Yes, the Not Bills. Impressive. The Bills. By the way, that that match was the opposite, right? The Bills versus Ega. That was like, mm-hmm. oh God, will one of you just hold serve once? Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and I, I gotta I gotta correct you, Gil. Yeah, the men's final. It was last night. You ooh, interesting. You think that was the men's final and I, not I think rude? Who, yeah, I think whoever whoever survived that last night is your champion, and so Alcaraz is now. I mean, he's all, he's all gone for me. You know, Flynn. you know who your new scam Nori is? Casper Rude. That's your new scam Nori. <laughs> oh my God! I will take Casper Rude over Scam Nori any day by, by a hair. Yes, by a hair. By a hair. <laughs> wow. By the way, Gilly, I know, I know, you yeah. guys, you and Drew are big on tennis. Have, has a fifty-two-year-old ever won the U.S. Open? No. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Okay. So the because odds are because right now you. I'm still. No, because right now I'm 51. Next year in October, right. I'll be 52. So I'll be 52 still for the U.S. Open next year. So you know, I, do you I'm think a, do you think you get a point off any of those guys, Todd? A point, one point. In how many? In how long of a match? <laughs> 400 sets. <laughs> yeah, like about many, in one in one best out of five sets. I will let you hand pick whichever player. I think I could get one. I think I could get one point in a uh, in if, in a in a five in like best I'm, of five. Match. Double faults aside, could you actually get a point? No. The answer is no. I couldn't get one point? No. Dude, you I know how good these one. guys are? Aside, aside from double faults is the big monitor yeah. there. Yeah. I'll say I'll say this. Todd I've... looks better. Todd looks better than uh, 39-year-old Jimmy Connors did when he made the semifinals. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That and by the oh. way, that was the year he he won against Crickstein in that incredible match. Remember the, the you know that they have all over YouTube with the <laughs> did you Crickstein ever, Connors. Did you ever see the 30 for 30 on that match on the on the Jimmy Connors yeah. Crickstein thing? It is fascinating. Because fucking Connors is the worst human being on earth. <laughs> like he he practiced with Crickstein. He like took him under his wing, and then he goes out there and he beats Crickstein. Never spoke to him again. Fucking awesome. What an ass. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, oh, why? Was it my turn? It's still me. Oh, it's still you. What do you? So got? what is, is it yeah. the biggest? We're on the biggest favorite, most likely to lose. Correct? Yes. Yes. Indianapolis Colts. 
I'm uh, going all in. That was very quick. I'm going all in on the Texans. Well, they're going against this the Hall gonna, of Fame. Todd, 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 this is, this is going to look very bad when Mills goes 18 <laughs> of 38 for 190 yards, a touchdown, and four picks. All right. There is an enormous amount of precedent for the Colts blowing at week one. Yes. Yes, there is. By the way, do the Colts— By the way, Matty Ice is the quarterback. Just remember, Matty Ice is the quarterback. And by the way, are they going to do that offense where they just throw it deep and go for the pass interference like they did every single play with Carson Wentz last right. year? Yeah. Um, I know this means nothing because Matty Ice is the quarterback and the teams are different, but the Colts haven't won an opening game since when? One twelve and one Jason tells me, off uh, in their last 14. So they wow. are they haven't won a season opener since 2013. <laughs> I did not know that. Like, it's not even close. Like, it's the longest streak in NFL history, for those who care about it. And, that, and, it's, and yeah. it's multiple quarterbacks, too. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like doesn't and, matter Andrew playing. Luck, Jacoby Brissett. Phil Rivers. Johnny Anitis. Okay, that might be earlier. <laughs> might be earlier. Um, I'm going with the Cincinnati. Burt Jones. How about Burt Jones? Burt Jones. By the way, I remember <laughs> as a kid, Burt Jones, Baltimore was playing uh, the Skins in a, in a Monday night game at Memorial Stadium, and Burt Jones just destroyed Washington. I was devastated. <laughs> there's, a, there's been a lot of guys that started a lot of those games. I think there was a Scott Tolzien start in Scott there. Scott Tolzien. I forgot about that. How about, my yeah. fan? How about the one that relates to the, to the Megapod more than any of them all? Arch Schleister. Arch Schleister. <laughs> Never met a game he didn't want to bet on. Ah, <laughs> Lista did a lot of time, boy. Um, okay, I'm, I'm. Mine is easy. Cincinnati Bengals, without hesitation. Because I'll go to Christy Andrews, who's a fellow Yinzer like yourself, Toddy. His favorite thing is his favorite thing to say about those Steelers. He goes, I don't know what it is about this team. He goes, but the thing about them is they have guys on defense that are game-changing, outstanding players. And as long as you have that, like people make a big deal about Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record. Part of the reason is because is he has this hack with these three defensive players, right? The Haywards and the Watts and the Haydens of the world. Like these guys Mika are just... Minka Fitzpatrick. Yes, Minka Fitzpatrick. Exactly. Game-changing guy. So give me the, the Bengals easily as the pick mm. of the uh, big favorite most likely to lose outright. I'll, I'll take that if it happens because, boy, oh, boy, would that cement the Super Bowl hangover narrative and oh. the prices to bet Bengals. Everything futures is going to be bombs away. Then you're going to jump in on Bengals futures. At oh, yeah. oh yeah, and, and if you can get if you can get their AFC North at better than two to one, if you can get their Super Bowl odds back in the twenty five range, oh man, that'll be fun. All right, because yeah. Burrow is Burrow. I will give you that. Um, final question, game. And by the way, week one, there's probably like multiple answers to this, but we stick to one. What is the game? You want no part of. On the side, full slate, 16 NFL games. If you were lived in a bizarro world and you had to bet 15 sides, but you got to take a pass on one of them, one game that you want no part of, Drew, what would that game be? The only game I don't have a bet on. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great. Is Pittsburgh-Cincinnati. I think those numbers are, are, are absolutely perfect. Wow. Todd. I don't want anything to do with the Raiders against the Chargers. Uh, all this Charger hype. I, who knows what you're getting in that game? I don't want any part of it. Jeffrey? Eagles and Lions. The two most uh, hyped up teams yeah. this offseason. God, this was a hard one. I know like Jacksonville, Washington would be a, like, a sec, like a common one that people will pick. I'm going to say New England and Miami. Hmm. I have no idea what we're getting in that game. If in doubt, Belichick. 
I, I I have no feel for that. I feel it's going to be 1917. That's the final. So you're just going for a carbon copy of week one in Foxborough last year, Toddy, where instead yes, of right. Damian Harris the... fumbling, it's Chase and, Edmonds and fumbling was to crying. screw up Miami. Do you remember, Gilly, do you remember one, how bad Gilly was crying which, in that game one last that, week? That was last New, year? New, New England. New England, was like a, a baby. New, uh, New England was a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite. <laughs> that was and Damian Harris fumbled going in to win the game. Well, why, the reason that I was crying is because Todd comes in like, oh, I'm such a fucking brilliant football handicapper. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm getting pissed all by, over by, again. By, by the way, Gil, Tua is looking to become the first quarterback ever to start 4-0 against a Belichick team in New England. Really? Yeah. Oh, a little parlay stat right there. Yeah, wow. I, I just feel like Miami is the that, – that's pretty amazing, by the way. Yeah. Miami is the, I don't have feel for a lot of these teams, but I feel like Miami is the one that I have zero feel for. Like I don't know Miami Dolphins, we don't know about them. Oh, I'm bringing it back just for the people. <laughs> Gilly doesn't know. He doesn't know. He thinks the variance is off the charts. Wow, little audio problem at the end, but <laughs> Other than that, seems like broke a, his, broke yeah, his Skype. Yeah, seems like a good way to end it. Thank you, guys. Drew producers pre- tried to play him off. They yeah. did. <laughs> producers were like, "We got to put an end to this quick. We got a hard out. Let's make it harder." Right? <laughs> Drew, thank you, Drew Dinsick from the uh, again at Whale underscore Capper on Twitter. The podcast are the Deep Dive with Andy Molitor and Bet the Edge NBC Sports. How often a week do you do those, Drew? Uh, we're gonna go back to. Uh, well, we're doing two a week for a deep dive. We're going to go back to daily for bet the edge. Now that it's oh, football season, nice. uh, it's going to have a little bit of a different feel. We're going to be a lot more market focused. It's going to be more, you know, kind of imagine like a, a CNBC kind of market sort of, uh, you know, market focused vibe for NFL only on the uh, bet the edge as we go through NFL season. Sweet. All right. Jeff Parlay's debut Megapod as a, as a co-host. Thank you, Jeffrey. Of course. You're Kelly. awesome. Jeff Parlay, a host of uh, what on the weekends at Visa? Live Bet Saturday and Live Bet Sunday. Or if you asked me in the first segment of Live Bet Sunday, still Live Bet Saturday. Oh, all right. Yeah. I don't know what he said, but okay. Live and Bet Davis Mills has thrown a third pick here in the first quarter. It's incredible. And Todd Wishnev, uh, the uh, <laughs> the star of the tennis barnstorming league, coming to, uh, coming to your neighborhood anytime soon. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Good luck Thanks. to you with all your week one bets in the National Football League. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.